So, when was your last checkup? Oh no, not you. Although that's important too, but when was your last vehicle checkup? When it comes to service, nobody knows your Chevy better than your local Chevy dealer. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com to schedule an appointment today. I'm Raleigh James. I'm in for G the rest of the week, and she is back on Monday, as promised. In the meantime, we've been talking about reopening and a number of other things, but the idea that Disney something is going to reopen, yeah, Disney Tokyo we heard on the news, and certainly Disney World coming up, and Chicago's Walt Disney World expert, like I say, I don't know if that's self-proclaimed or not, is Bruce Petro, and I probably just screwed up his last name. So, Bruce, welcome and correct me. It's Pecco. Echo with a T at the front. Okay. All right. So Pecco. Good deal. Yes. And uh, why? Nice being here. Thank you. Why are you the Walt Disney World expert? Well, let's see. I've been to Disney World 64 times. I have been writing about Disney for about 25 years in the Chicago Tribune and the Daily Herald. I've been on WGN Radio and WGN TV several times talking about Disney World. And I've been going there ever since the first year the park opened, so I've watched it grow from the very beginning until its present state. 64 times, were they all voluntary? No, okay, I digress. Now, with uh, as I say, I, I, I lived in Florida when we were debating whether we were going to give the tax breaks to Disney for coming in, and it amazed me that some people said no. So I never got to experience it, and I avoided it like the plague. However, I did hit Disneyland when it opened in 1955 and never went back. Uh, lines, yeah. <laughs> lines and me do not get along, and when mm-hmm. I think about these parks, I think about crowds, and Obviously, that's to Disney's advantage any other time but this. So if Disney's reopening and if lines are the norm, how are they going to do this? Well, on a typical day, the Magic Kingdom will hold or can hold approximately 90,000 people. If it's really busy, there can be over well over 100,000 people in the park at one time. What they're going to do is they're going to implement a limited number of people tickets, reservation tickets going in. So there won't be as many people. It will, will not be open to just a general walk-in guest who wants to just go in on any day. You have to make a reservation now ahead of time. It sounds to me like it's going to be similar to what they already do. They have special ticketed events in the evening, like the Very Merry Christmas Party and the Halloween Party, where you have to buy a ticket in advance, and they only allow a limited number of people in for the five hours the party is taking place. Generally, that would be around 10,000 people. So in a park that could hold well over 100,000, 10,000 isn't really that much. It's enough, so there will be enough need to have to corral people around and figure out how they're going to work it. But the crowds will be greatly reduced, and only the people with the reservations for each day will be able to go in. That will limit the number of people that are in the park every day. And 10,000, certainly it's one-tenth of uh, what is on a, on a full-tilt day. But in many of these uh, uh, these attractions or rides or exhibits, everybody wants to be on the same group of them. So how are they going to dole this out? Because with 10,000 people, I can still see a, a line a 1,000 yes. strong. How do they they're dole that out? They're going to not run any of these things that will produce crowds that will stand close together and wait together in one spot. For instance, there will be no fireworks, there will be no parades, there will be no stage shows, there will be no meet and greets. They're trying to keep people separated. They're trying to keep the guests by their parties, by their families, 
separated. They will have specific number of rides. Right now, they haven't ex- exactly said how they're going to work the ticket system. But from what they've done in the past, I'm assuming what they are going to do is they're going to limit, like with fast passes, how many people can go on each ride at one time and then limit the uh, how far you can stand from each other. They're going to put, like in a supermarket today, they're going to have markings on the ground and they're going to have signs to point you where to go and where to stand when you're waiting in line. And they're going to probably limit the number of people on each ride at any one time so they can sort of control the crowds and keep them from being in one place at one time. Oh, this is going to be fascinating. I'm surprised about the fireworks because, of course, you can see those from miles away. And I would think... If you're in in the park, generally speaking, people will want to be there are specific locations where you can really see them a lot better. And, of course, the most popular one is in the hub right in front of the castle. Everybody wants to be there. And if everybody tries to go there, it's going to be really hard to somehow keep all these people separated. And it's also the way in and out of the park. So people are trying to go in and out while people are all standing there trying to watch fireworks. Okay, so no fireworks. Now, you mentioned uh, you mentioned in and out And, of course, that brings up parking, which is also usually a contact sport. So how are they going to do this at a distance? This they have not said yet. They have not revealed <laughs> their plans on how they're going to do that. Yeah. But, but I'm sure that they're, they will figure out some way to do it. Now, I'm, I noticed they have, uh, they have the trams running, let's say, and they have the tram or the monorail coming in. They could always limit, like, the, if the monorail has three doors in a car, only use the two far at one far end and the other far end, and keep people separated. There's going to be a lot less people coming in because they're going to have the only the people that have reservations currently made for the resorts and the theme parks will be able to go in and nobody else will. So there won't be tens of thousands of people streaming trying to get in at one time because it's going to be a very limited number of people coming in. I assume they're going to get a lot of experience from having opened Tokyo Disney this week as well. They'll see some of what works. They have Shanghai Disney open already and they Uh have Disney Springs open in Florida and they're using what they're learning from there and applying Disney World. All right. Well, I uh, I appreciate it. I assume you're you're going to be there either July 11th or July 15th. I don't know if I will be there right when it first opens, but July 11th is going to be the opening of just the Magic Kingdom and the Animal Kingdom, and the actual resort hotels will open on the 11th. That's only for the people who already have reservations made. Okay. No reservations are being taken. And then on July 15th, they will open Epcot and Disney's Hollywood Studios. Yeah, well, I know you'll be there shortly thereafter, but it'll be your 65th trip. And, Bruce, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay. Yes, so we have talked to Chicago Walt Disney World experts. So now I've talked to everybody.